0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, a CBS sports podcast. I am Mike Cazza here on the first day of spring football at West Virginia University. 2023 edition, year five with Neil Brown, welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris. Shifting gears into football. On Monday, get a lengthy news conference with Neil Brown. Play the hits, as coaches are prone to do this time of year. That's some new things to say. Little old, little new. Borrowed. Blue, I guess, if you've been following football here for a while. Your thoughts on how he
2: kicked off spring football. Um pretty standard stuff like you said i mean he <laughs> i think your first post again this was you were there in person it was not streaming so i was following along with your posts on the message board at the same time that most of our fans were and i think your first post was something like nutrition is good a lot of you know good workouts in the off season so on and so forth and i thought it was a joke at first he said, Go ahead and get this all out of the way. I thought you were um kind of getting it out of the way for him, but nope, that was what he said in the first three minutes or so. Um, but again, like I said, that's what coaches do. And that's what coaches do all the time. And they specifically do it or especially do it in the spring, because not too much to talk about right now. A couple in the standard start of spring, hey, these guys are a little bit injured these guys are out here's a couple veterans who may or may not be really injured but why are we bothering at this point kind of stuff so nothing really stood out to me except for one thing and i love that i don't know if you were thinking the same thing or you just happened to write this story about the same thing yeah but the first opportunity to get it fixed in year five. I think he was
1: talking about what happened last year. Okay. Which is kind of a extension of what's happened in many years. And I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the optimism or even just the mood this time last year was pretty much the same because he had stepped aside, they'd hired Graham Harrell, they were confident they were going to get a portal quarterback. It was like, okay, now's our chance to get this picks. They were out from underneath, you know, some questionable this or that on the sideline or on the field and that was their first chance to get it fixed and maybe after some of the things they went through the first couple of years year one year zero year COVID, and all that maybe um probably could have been a little bit more clear about it but i i've seen some of the comments on it and i was like oh no <laughs> did he say that did i put it that way but yeah not the best phrasing but also he probably is just living in the world of all right I'm not hiding from the fact that last year wasn't very good. This is our first chance to get it fixed. Like he couldn't get it fixed in, in November, December, even though they always say like those winter months are very important, but getting out in the field kind of gives them a purpose. I think that's what he was getting out there.
2: I think it doesn't help that what we're on year five of year 2.0, 1.2 version 1.1 1. 1, uh, jokes. So I think, uh, he kind of got set up for that one. I think the fortune cookie there though, is that inside
1: of what he said, he also said like this program needs an identity. Hmm. Mm. But I mean, it's kind of like starting your book in like the seventh chapter, right? Like you don't know what happened beforehand and you're this deep into it. Yeah. Maybe they're changing things and maybe they realize that what they were working at. And again, maybe that's because of personnel or what had been the idea. Um, on offense or defense in the past wasn't working and it had to change. Cause again, if you look at three sub 500 records, two bowl games, you're probably, you're probably not going very fast in the right direction here. You're maybe going fast in the wrong direction. Or you're going fast in a place that's going to get you detoured soon. I don't know. So he changed things a little bit and maybe that's what he's getting out there. Like, okay, kind of starting from scratch resetting. I think he said too, you reset, maybe that's what they're doing. But again, Just to say like at this point right now, four seasons in starting a bit, you need an identity, maybe a new identity, a better identity. Maybe there was a alternate phrasing right there, too. Chris, I'm I'm thinking out loud here, too, as I was I was scanning for something on the timeline here. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. And this is more of just, again, a thought that has occurred to me that here we are live rapid reaction. Have we seen less of the team behind the scenes this year? Like, I, I feel like we always see video of like tug of war and like pushing sleds around in the indoor do they do like the off-season awards like they're doing the regular season like the nutrition student athlete of the week do they do that stuff in the winter because i'm not seeing hardly any of i mean none of the superlatives here that i just mentioned and that may be an in-season thing i don't know again this is all just coming to me but trying to find videos of their workouts here's like here's Garrett green oh my god holding 125 pound dumbbells in each arm that's big um but i don't see a lot of the stuff like the competition things that we saw before it seems like I don't know, maybe it's just like just win or just do football here and not, not do a lot of the bells and whistles. Maybe they had personnel problems on the video side. I'm not sure, but did we see less of the team between the bowl game and now?
2: I think so. And I think I, I, do, do you think is this related to the hostage video from what week two, week three of last year? I can't don't act like you don't don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I can't. <laughs> Okay. No, but I do feel like that's, and it is what it is. I think, you know, I I don't want to get on them too hard because I think we, we, me, I uh, may have said something, you know, two years ago or whatever, uh, mumbling under my breath about lack of access for the media, but then they're going to do their own media kind of thing and how much I hated that and, and schools that do that kind of stuff. So I can't I can't then turn around and be like, man, they're not even putting anything out. So I, it, it, yeah, but it is less. I, I also noticed that the other day because I was looking for a picture of something, went to the WVU Football, like Instagram and Facebook pages. and it was only a handful of posts. like right. I mean, they did a lot of stuff for Dante and rightfully so for Dante Stills and Bryce Ford Wheaton and what they were doing at the NFL combine. But as far as like winter workouts and stuff, yeah, I do feel like in the past we were getting like two minute little hype videos every other week and a bunch of pictures and all this other stuff and Instagram posts and stories and everything and not quite as much nowadays. And maybe there, maybe that's on purpose. Maybe it's, you know, what you do in the darkness comes to the light in the season. Yeah. And all those things are so
1: positive and optimistic Everybody thinks they have conference champion, national champion when they're doing tug of war and sled pushes in January, I'm guessing. Right. And then all of a sudden the product feels a little bit different. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just like, hey, let's filter this. So it's realistic when it actually happens and not let's not put the polish on it right now that maybe it hasn't yet deserved or earned. And, and maybe it's just me observing inaccurately here, too. Wouldn't be the first time. Here's our idea here, Chris. Rather than go blow for blow on what Brown said or what we think is going to happen here in the spring, set the table a little bit with one of our favorite gimmicks. We're going to do a draft, Chris. Just three storylines we each get to pick. You pick one, I pick one. You pick one, I pick one. You pick one, I pick one. But what do we think based on what has to happen, what we infer might happen, whatever we got from the tea leaves that maybe we read on Monday? What we know, what we think about football here at West Virginia. What do we think will be the big storylines from practice one, which is ongoing as we speak here, Chris, to practice 15, which is a spring game on April 22nd. What's going to carry the news? What's going to be the headline? What is going to have people writing and talking as it relates to the spring, but also West Virginia. So we each get three picks here, though. Uh, We've already flipped the coin. You get to go first. Your first draft pick storyline, Chris, um, that you see coming in. You looked in your crystal ball. You've used your journalistic
2: intel. What do we have here? You could tell me if this is if I'm combining two into one here or I'm taking two spots, but offensive identity and offensive play calling. I think those uh, more so than the quarterback competition or what I'm most interested in, what I think is going to be the biggest story of the spring is how does this offense develop? What does it turn into? Is it actually going to change as much as maybe some people hope? um, Personnel indicates that it's going to change at least some, but you still have the same coaches and you did make Chad Scott, offensive coordinator, but not, not Monday's press conference, but the last one was at the end of January uh, when Neil Brown met with with media for kind of a you know end of year summation and, and offseason staffing changes talk. he indicated or kind of preemptively defended the idea of him being back as play caller again. Neil Brown being play caller again. So I think the answer there, on play caller and I d- offensive identity, I think they're so closely related that I consider it one storyline, but maybe it's two. But I think that's the biggest thing for me. Yes. Yeah, two notes here. One, <clears throat> we excluded the quarterback competition, obviously. Number two, I think you have the right pick. I think it's the lem- one. Let me ask you that. Let me clarify that. Would, would you think, do you think the quarterback competition is more important than, you know, I don't want to say the offensive coordinator competition, but those decisions about who's calling plays and what those plays are. I think so. And is it more important? Ooh, no, I don't, I don't think so because
1: Brown was pretty detailed yesterday and how the quarterbacks are very similar and that they could actually call whether in practice or in games, the same stuff where that was not the case with JT Daniels and Garrett green last year or JT Daniels and, Will Crowder, Nico Marquio, you know, maybe more Daniels and Crowder. But anyways, you kind of had to split up your practice time, and you and you had to have different scripts in a game. That's not the case now. So you're you're kind of picking one or the other, but it's one and the same in some regard. One's left handed, one's right handed. One's a little bit more experienced. One's probably a little bit more valued as far as it comes to physical talents and being able to to play in the game. But you're kind of calling plays in the same the same script here, not like it was last year where Daniels couldn't do what green could do. And green couldn't do what Daniels could do not as well as the other. So the offense is going to be the offense. And then the quarterback pick will be who could do that. But I think you're going to find that to be closely bound there too. So yeah, quarterback being one, I see how I see what you're doing there too, but also I don't know how you couldn't pick what you just picked as number one, based on what Brown said, which was that Chad Scott's going to get auditions during scrimmage situations in the spring to call games. And then, that's exciting, I guess, in the spring in a, in a an aspect we're not used to because you, you're looking at player competitions and not head coach versus play caller on offense or offensive coordinator. So that's kind of fun there. So I think that's the right pick there too. I'm going to go to the other side here because this is interesting to me. I have it as um, speed and simplification on defense. They want to get lined up. They want to be assignment sound and do a lot of the things before the snap that got them in trouble last year when teams went tempo or when they were playing with so many young players. And then the ball was snapped, and Chris, they just weren't very fast um, up and down, left or right. I'm not sure how great their defense will be, but it seemed to me yesterday they were making a point that they were going to make this simpler on the players. So they weren't thinking they were just reacting and running because they have players who can, in fact, react and run. Not maybe on the defensive line, but the way he talked up his linebackers and then cornerbacks in particular, and they're going to have some athletic players at safety, it just sounds like they're going to be able to go sideline to sideline or from standstill to the ball faster this year. And if that's what this defense is, if it's built on the strength of got guys who are longer and leaner and can run, think less, play more. How much of an elixir is that for what happened on defense? It stood out to me that they've kind of Whittle down some of their problems on defense to how bad they were against the run, specifically on first down. And also, yeah, explosive plays. But if you can run, you can get to the ball faster, of course. If you're not busting assignments, you're not giving up, you know, 16-yard runs on first and 10. And you can also chase things down. You can recover. A lot of the mistakes that you can make, because of scheme or, or young personnel, that can be mitigated, maybe even erased instead of prevented. By just being able to be run, be yeah, be faster, run easier, and have more players around the action here too. So a combination for me that a little bit simpler on defense, which may make it in theory easier on offenses. Like if you're not trying to work as hard to crack the code on their defense, you might be more successful. But if West Virginia's answer to that is yeah, we're simple, but darn we're fast. And they have a fleet of players and linebacker and, and, and the defensive backfield who can get to the spot, get in the action. You know, maybe over pursue in one direction, but recover and get back to the ball in the other pretty fast so the damage is not done as often or as easily as in the past. I'm very interested to see how this goes. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about it probably as soon as Jordan Leslie when he talks to us today. But how does this go? Does it work? And then secondary to that, a lot of it is going to be young players. You know, Ben Cutter, Trey Lathan, James Hurd, guys like that that we've seen a little of or haven't even seen at all. But they're going to be involved. What? is their margin for error
2: like, and then how much are they willing to live with that? I like it because I think it's a necessary. I think it's a necessity. I think it has to happen. Um, We have seen the first, you know, few years that this staff has been here, that Jordan Leslie knows what he's doing, that that defense can be good. It can be great, but it wasn't last year. It just simply wasn't. A lot of that was personnel, but that's the nature of the game now. You're going to have guys in and out. You're going to have new guys coming in. Uh, playing early, and we saw last year, and in, in, I'm assuming here, and I know you really don't want to do that too often, but it, it seemed from afar that guys were having issues with the scheme and where to line up and where to go. So many times you would see the plays, and we talked about it as it was happening during the season. This is in hindsight. We were talking about it as it was happening. Guys were talking to each other. Linebackers had turned their head away from the snap talking to a safety or a corner or guys were turning and looking and pointing and yelling at each other. Hey, you go there. No, I go there. I got this, you got that. And then the play is starting and then they're confused. And it was blown assignments, missed assignments, blown coverages. Um, so that needs to be remedied that that shouldn't be happening. And yeah, it might've been happening because it was so many young players, but to your point, you simplify things, guys can pick it up quicker and those mistakes will go away and you just kind of let your talent, Work itself out out there. So yeah, I like I like this this storyline.
0: I like this the move from the coaching staff. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's
1: joy in every journey. And credit them, it's kind of an adjustment to the moment because if you only have players here for such a brief amount of time compared to what you might have expected in the past, we well, got to get them on the field. And if you're going to get them on the field, you can't ask them to do a whole bunch of complex things and Leslie says this a lot you can only have your players do what they've proven they can do and until they're out there and they have experience they're not going to really know a whole lot more than run or run fast so if you can build a defense around that cool problem is h- how vulnerable are you against offenses that maybe are more complex or also have fast guys or maybe strong guys who can block and get around you better we'll see but that to me stood out. I think it's We'll see. I get that's the point of this this exercise right here. Where does it go? But we know at the beginning this does seem to be
2: um, a focus for them. Round two, Chris, lead off. Uh, So we're not doing snake traps, huh? You want to do snake? Okay. No, I mean, I hey, I'll I'll take the advantage if you want. Uh, It's it's okay. I'll let you have this one. (laughs) Okay, I'm turning it to who's. I mean, who is going to step up at wide receiver, and how important is it? I think you have lost your key guys you've lost the vast majority of your catches from this past season um you've lost your tight end you lost Bryce Ford Wheaton. you lost Sam James you lost Reese Smith and you just keep going down the line and it's who is going and you lost Caden Prather. who is going to step up and catch the ball for this team i get it that there is this belief and it, and it seems to be a, a happening um that this is going to be a more run oriented team this is going to have a more mobile quarterback but guess what you still need receivers who can catch the ball you still need guys who can make plays and Neil Brown has talked about this team needing to be more explosive it's one of his 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 talking points in each of these past two press conferences and and it's been a problem for this offense like it it is even when they score it has been a slog to get there there are very little, and and I had the stats, and I put them up in a story. I don't remember off the top of my head, but just about how this team for the last four years has lacked the explosive plays. They don't get the long pass plays. They don't get the long touchdowns. They are one of the worst in the country for the last four years, each of the last four years, in um, long passing plays, long running plays, explosive plays, all that stuff. It needs to happen Will it be helped by having a stable of running backs and a mobile quarterback? Yes. Yes, it will. But your biggest plays, even still, are going to be coming in the passing game, and you have to have somebody who can make something happen, whether that's going deep and catching it deep or catching it short and taking it long. They need receivers who can make plays, and maybe they're there. We just don't know at all. And I think that's why this is such a big storyline this spring, is to see who can who can make these plays because you're going to whatever spring football is and isn't, you can tell with guys whether they have that it factor, whether they can make those deep catches, whether they can make guys miss in the open field. And I think we'll get at least somewhat of a picture of that this spring. You ready for Hudson Clement? I name dropped during his, uh press conference the other day. Love it. Randy Moss award winner.
1: Came from Martinsburg, right? Uh, Yeah, eighty-seven catches, seventeen hundred nine yards, twenty-three touchdowns as a senior. He's talent there, right? We'll see. He's going to get reps. They mentioned him. Um, Another receiver they mentioned, Chris. And we can just put a pin in your your point here and get back to it. What did you think of the Davis Malinger move?
2: Love it. I mean, it really. I I, well, I mean, I don't. I, I coming out of high school. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to make a difference right now because I think that, I was shocked that he said he was even going to be able to do drills on the sideline because I was under the impression he was, like, out, out until summertime. Um, but coming out of high school, he was a speedster. He was known as a receiver and literally, you know, was just this this defensive back stuff. Like, he'd only played, like, one year. It was an experiment. And, yeah, I think he was fine with it. I thought he was decent. And West Virginia is desperately lacking uh, bodies in the secondary. I mean, I I had to change up my two deep when Neil Brown, my projected two deep when Neil Brown made that announcement. And I moved Malinger over to receiver and then had no one to put as the backup spear. So that's tough. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe they decided this. It's an experiment that just wasn't going to work. Can they get to five with who
1: they have right now? That receiver? Yeah. I guess. Because you're looking, Carter is like an X, right? Sure. Pokes that Y or H. I would think the brand w- w- would probably get a chance at Z, right? Okay. And yeah, then, that's where I got him. If you're filling in there, Aaron's a good, again, YH guy. I think that they there's a chance maybe he's an outside guy. There's four. And you're really just trying to feel like, okay, can Jarrell Williams being an inside or outside guy? It looks like Malashevich is going to miss some of the early part of spring. He might be back. Uh, Fox, we're familiar with his story. They mentioned Clement. Tyler Evans has been around for a while. Um, I, I know we're saying they're not very deep, and they're not. Don't get me wrong. But I wonder if they can fill in four to five spots. Four seems like, yeah, five that's probably where this goes to a different level. Can they get to that fifth spot? Because if you can get two outside, two inside, you can cover a lot of ground, especially they're going to be having tight ends out there and running 20 personnel, which we haven't even gotten to. Then you only need three receivers, sometimes only two. So you can you can diminish your needs there by using other formations there. So really, yeah, they don't have like eight receivers, 10 receivers too deep across the board. Maybe they don't need that either. Uh, I bring this up for two reasons. One, a Brown again mentioned yesterday that, The days of having 12, 13 scholarship receivers are over because you can't keep them happy. And that to me sounded before like an excuse instead of an explanation for maybe why things weren't going great at receiver years back. Now it does make a little bit more sense. The portal is so prolific. And also, yeah, there's one football. I get that. But also, he noted that receiver will be a priority after the spring too. And maybe they don't have that many needs there. Like If they can just get one or two people to fill in and give them a fifth or sixth or a sixth or seventh, based on the portal then all of a sudden it's not as dire right there so again I think you're on there and it's going to be worth mentioning because he did already move his his stare toward the future in the portal after the spring but also the way he explained things it's not as bad as maybe it seems because you have neither need nor want for as many receivers and again we haven't even talked about tight ends 20 personnel and how that'll eat into the formations there too I will stick on the offensive side here it's the offensive line again and it's not just because they've been building here but I have young offensive linemen. And I wonder if the success of someone like Tomas Rematch last year and then the presence of someone like Atlanta Livingston or Maurice Lucas this year kind of gives them a little bit of an idea to be maybe more urgent in the spring with people who have been around. And just because they're young, maybe they can play now. And are they just kind of, I don't want to say done, but done waiting on a Brandon Yates or a Jaquay Hubbard. So how will those young offensive linemen – Affect not just the veterans, but the plan. The veterans being okay, maybe this guy's good enough to bump out Yates or Hubbard, but also like the plan in that. Well, maybe he's good enough to play guard, and we can move Nester to tackle because that was mentioned yesterday too. Like they're going to have some options inside that may let them put Nester out at right tackle, and that would be probably a young player being inside there too. So who are the young offensive linemen? Where do they go? How do they play? But also, what does that affect around them? Because it's one thing to say, oh, he's getting number two reps. But if he's the number one at a spot, maybe he displaces a number one. Maybe he isn't the number one right tackle. Maybe he's the number one right guard, and he moves the right guard out to right tackle. Who are those people? What does it look like? And I mention that, Chris, because there are going to be opportunities. Because without Zach Frazier for the spring, it sounds like he'll be in and out and probably limited just for precautionary purposes. They're going to do some combining on the inside maybe guards playing center maybe a tackle slides inside a guard then the, the guard that's displaced becomes centered there's going to be some movement some opportunity but i also think there's going to be incentive to see what a livingston or a hamilton uh, perhaps uh katarinchich i mean they, they had four really good young offensive linemen in the class last year i'm not saying they'll all be impact players this year but if they're not going to get a look in this spring where you kind of have an idea what you have with some veterans, but also you have to have an idea what you have, period. That this is going to be such a run heavy offense or at least a run dictated offense, then they're going to have to be serious and maybe sooner than later with their personnel on the offensive line. That means either committing to young people or kind of saying we know what we have and we don't like it with some of the veterans.
2: I love this pick because. I was absolutely considering it with my second pick because all the reasons you just said. It's It sounds tough to say this, but it was one of the first things that went across my mind as well. Was if they're moving Nestor out to right tackle, this almost seems like a, a a a warning shot to Hubbard and Yates of, hey, if you don't figure something out on the inside, your spot's gone. It is almost what it it feels like, right? And right. I, I, like, because it this this offense, what the offensive line wasn't bad last year. Like, I'm going back and looking, and statistically, as far as how many sacks they gave up, they were like top 35 in the country. You go look at Pro Football Focus numbers as a unit, uh, they were 34th, I believe it was in pass blocking, 31st and run blocking. So as a unit, it was solid. It was like you know top third of the country. Um, but the thing is, it was very clear that that right tackle spot was the weak spot. And if you can move Nestor out there to right tackle, and then you try to find the answer at right guard, it, maybe it's Hubbard, maybe it's Yates, maybe they're better on the interior than they are out and out on the edge. But that's what this seemed like to me. It, 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 just like you said, it seemed like that. And I couldn't help, but shake the feeling of why are they doing this? When there was some, there were some offers going out on the transfer portal Back in January and even in December, and they were going to guards. They were going to centers, guys with one year of eligibility remaining. And you're sitting here going, wait, I mean, you're not replacing Zach Frazier for one year. And Doug Nestor's there. Are you replacing, you know, Rematch over at left guard? Uh, You know, he kind of finished strong, but maybe you don't feel as comfortable with him. But maybe this makes more sense. You're moving Nestor out to right tackle, and you're saying, all right, Hubbard, Yates, Figure this out, or we're bringing in another one year guy, or we're bringing up one of these young guys to take this spot. We'll
1: see. Lots of options there. Um, also, they mentioned Dylan Ray, too. A walk on that's been around for a while. We talk about Hamilton, um, Livingston, uh, Weedman, those four offensive linemen that came in last year's recruiting class. Ray's been around for a while. They've liked him. They've dressed him, traveled him. He's gotten like two reps in the spring and the summer before. And here he is getting mentioned as a possibility now. That's another inside guy. We'll see. Uh, last round, Crick. Last round, Chris. We'll have to go quick here,
2: but your final pick. I'm going off off the board or off the field. It's We're back in the visit window, recruiting window, and Neil Brown mentioned it, that they weren't done adding players, and I, I think they're still in a spot where we're not just talking about adding players, we're talking about them needing to add immediate impact players, and whether they do or don't might make a bigger impact on the win-loss column in the fall than anything that happens in these 15 practices. So I don't think I can let this draft go by without mentioning that as one of my top storylines, what they do off the field as far as additions go. Yeah. What did he mention yesterday?
1: Defensive line? secondary, and receiver.
2: Yep. I, I and, mean, the list could be longer too, right? And, and considering half the defensive line is in the infirmary right now, yep. you, know, you can understand that.
1: Uh, um, On the board, but a little bit different. He mentioned yesterday that a sign of what they think of their quarterbacks was not getting a portal guy. Um, they're not going to pick a quarterback anytime soon unless it's obvious. They, they have to be kicking the tires don't they because if you pick green you you might lose marchio if you pick marchio you might lose green it depends on the time you you can't risk that and again I don't think anybody would really you might blame the coaches of the program but like would you blame the player for leaving if he finds out in I don't know may august he's not the guy can you go in with Sean Boyle and and, and uh let's see there's seven quarterbacks in the roster Sam stoner as your backups, right? They, they got to be kicking the tires. Got it. Okay. That's it. I like the pick. I think it makes sense. You got to keep an eye on the future there. And that portal season doesn't end. And that, that kind of works here, Chris, with mine. Um, good job. High five. They're going to go at their own pace in this. And it may seem like they're not progressing. They're not getting a lot of stuff done. And you may be used to a certain amount of celebration, optimism, projection, whatever. If you think this is slow as far as progress... Just keep uh, keep in mind that it might be their idea to kind of go on their own schedule. Yesterday, he was asked, hey, what do you think about the newcomers? And he said, I haven't even seen him yet. Give me a, give me a day or two. And in, in the past, I think he would have probably given you scouting reports on people about how they looked in tug of war and sled pulls. Not so. Got to see them on the field and see how they do. That kind of slows down what you think about some of your newcomers. And again, that's maybe not what fans want to hear, but it's realistic. Um, what are they going to do by quarterback? He said, we're in no rush. There's no way we can get done soon. We're going to wait until, you know, the fall, unless it's obvious. It's not going to be obvious. So slow roll right there. Maybe it's not progress. Maybe that's their goal. Um, they're young running backs. Who knows? Like if they want to get into 20 personnel, they're going to have to prove a lot as far as, you know, blockers, runners, receivers. It's not a finished product, which means some of the formations of possibilities there. You might not see it or hear about it a lot in the spring or in the spring game, but it doesn't mean it's out of the question. You can go at a bunch of different competitions, a bunch of different schemes or ideas, and just because it's not where you want it to be as a fan or as a reporter after 10, 12, 13 practices doesn't mean it won't be there in August of the first game or the fourth game. I just think that they're going to, maybe for a change for them too, rein in a little bit, have their own schedule that's not affected by what they want people to think or what people on the outside want to see, and figure out you know, how do they get to kick off in Happy Valley in the best shape? Understanding you're not going to be there by April 22nd. And if that means you're know, giving players the 15 practices in the spring, giving your newcomers 14 practices in the fall, okay, that's why they're there. And if that means that you think you have an answer right now and later on you realize, nope, got to get in the portal, that's okay. It, the, the spring is really developmental, it's not the, the solution for problems. It's if you're getting your first chance to address it. It's probably going to take a while to do it. There's no quick fixes here, as we've seen for a while. So why try to rush it right now, too? So again, if it, if you think it's slow, maybe it is. But maybe that's their schedule and their intent, too. It might not be satisfying. Maybe it is. But if you're not seeing and hearing a lot of the glowing, optimistic reports that you heard in the past, doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative. Maybe it is. Maybe. But maybe it's also strategic. And they're saying, we're we're not going to get over our skis here. We're not going to get way out ahead of ourselves. Let's be realistic and let's be pragmatic. And if that means being patient and maybe frustrating people on the outside, so be it, but progress slowly, but progress.
2: Undersell and over-deliver. I... Which
1: is not really what they've aimed for or done here, too. So I think it's like a bit of a curveball there. We'll see. Anything else, Chris, that didn't make your card or your draft? I no, was thinking... I feel good about my draft. Okay, you, you should do better than I do on these, too. I was thinking quarterbacks of the future, like not that necessarily like, like what I just mentioned there, what they think about the portal, what happens to the third guy if one of them leaves, how delicate they had to handle that. Did you have one that came
2: close to making it? Mm. I'm curious about the running back room, like not depth. You're, t- you're still talking storylines, right? Yeah. Like just how it's all going to work out. Like it's a good problem to have, but it's still a storyline. Like how you have four running backs, essentially, that you feel very good about. You're bringing in two more. How's it going to work? It's only just like the problems with the wide receiver. There's only one ball. Everybody wants it. It's going to be the same thing with running backs. And I'm curious how they're going to make it all work and who ends up being, you know, because at some point somebody's going to be one and two. I don't think you can evenly split snaps for four guys. So just curious how that goes. More than four though, isn't it? Yeah. Who's on who's on campus right now? <laughs> uh, Mathis, Donaldson, Johnson. Um uh no, uh White's there. Anderson and Oliver's and Anderson. So that's five on campus right now. Uh Oliver didn't come till the summer. Let's see what happens um, to Donaldson. Yeah. Sounds think he'll be able
1: to do a little bit, but not a lot. But yeah, if you're running Mathis, Johnson, Anderson, and White out there, you can still be versatile. You can still get things done. And it sounds I mean, what we know about Donaldson is he is a quick study too. So if he's not fully involved physically, he could be fully involved mentally and be fine too. Uh Donaldson was the one that I just think about. I think everybody's just fascinated by his skill potential and what he can do. But uh, kind of unfortunate you won't get to see him this year, but spring, I should say. But maybe maybe he's surprised you maybe that's something to keep an eye on too. That's all I have. That's all Chris has. We'll have more. As this evolves here at West Virginia, coordinators today, offensive coordinator, Chad Scott, defensive coordinator, Jordan Leslie, they'll fill in some blanks that we tried to hear, maybe better color and insight than even you, Chris Anderson, can provide. We'll see. One way to find out. We'll be back when they are done speaking today. I have more on the website. Football. Basketball. Women's basketball. Baseball. Ranked program, Chris. Mm-hmm. Six straight home games coming up. One of the hotter teams in the country time to be a fan lots of headlines coming we just picked out six that we think will be forthcoming in the spring stay tuned to see how it goes
2: until then i am mike Isazin. and i'm chris anderson we will talk to you then